The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Telling us all the news that's good to know with regards to Israel, the most informed and enthusiastic on the radio when it comes to the topic. Rolene Marks, how are you doing? Uh, what can I say? Maybe I'm just hopped up on a lot of caffeine today, Benj, but always a pleasure to chat to you. Maybe that's why I'm so enthusiastic. Well, maybe, but more likely it's because President Herzog, let me tell you, the man knows how to give a speech, especially in front of a Congress. The man does know how to give a speech, and what a historic moment. You know, I was watching and listening to him speak, and he follows in the illustrious footsteps of his late father, who was also president, President Chaim Herzog. In fact, he opened up his speech with a reference uh, to his late father, who he said stood here in 1987 as Israel was celebrating our 40th year of independence. And I thought, what a feeling it must be to follow uh, your father's legacy like this and know that you come from a chain of really, really great men for the Jewish people. He, his uncle was Abba Eben, his uh, grandfather was chief rabbi, his father was uh, president, and now he is president, his brother, Israel's ambassador to the United States. You know, just what a monumental moment. Now, what was the main message that Herzog did in the speech? What was he trying to get across, would you say? Well, he had several messages. He made sure that they were all duly noted and delivered in the uh, very humble and gracious way that that uh, President Herzog does. So let's take a look at some of the key takeaways. First of all, it was a celebration not just of 75 years of Israeli independence, and uh, you know he he opened up. He spoke about President Truman, how President Truman was moved to tears, and referenced his grandson, who was uh, a, a special guest of the president, who was in the plenary of of the chamber. Um, he also, uh, to me, it really was a love letter. Uh, between the United States and the State of Israel. And he spoke very uh, movingly, very openly about the trajectory of that relationship, you know, from a brave soldier from the United States serving in Israel's war of independence. And you you referenced right up until today where you said, you know, we can uh, uh, handle criticism. We will always uh, be family, Israel and the United States. And, and yes, uh, sometimes we will argue and sometimes we will be criticized. He says we don't have to take the criticism, but he made a pointed reference. And we knew exactly who he was referring to. He said, you know, uh, he welcomes criticism, but when that criticism turns to a, an assault on Israel's legitimacy uh, and right to exist, that crosses the line into anti-Semitism. Of course, we knew exactly who he was referencing. He was referencing members of the squad, in uh, uh, particular Congresswoman Jaypal, who had to walk back some very, very offensive statements made earlier this week that uh, resulted in a resolution being passed by a, a massive majority of 412 to 9. You and I discussed it yesterday. He also spoke about um, 
the role that the United States played in ensuring the Abraham Accords and said, you know, Israel reaches, uh, extends an, uh, a hand and opens our heart to anyone near or far who wants to make peace. He spoke about the Palestinians. He spoke about Saudi Arabia. Uh, so you can see the, the very careful uh, aiming of exactly where he intended his messages to go. And then he referenced Israel's democracy, Israel's vibrant, robust democracy, Israel's diverse democracy, speaking about Muslims, uh, Chakasi, Druze, um, uh, speaking about the Olim with different accents that come and make uh, Israel. He spoke about the difficult conversations taking place in, in Israel and, and, and that he hears uh, emphatically the uh, the um, uh, arguments made by the many, he said, who are using the blue and white, a flag much beloved by all. And, and he said, he made a point of saying, Israel's uh, democratic values enshrined in our Declaration of Independence, you know, reflecting those of the United States and an independent uh, robust judicial system. Now, and uh, also just, uh, yeah, just, I wanted to just come there quickly because, you know, that, that obviously, uh, was part of the speech and, and he did get a lot of, uh, big standing ovations and, and, and all of that. But how was it, how was it seen at home in, in the Israeli public? Well, let's get to that in a second because I just have breaking news. President uh, uh, promised that Netanyahu is going to make a statement at 8 o'clock Israel time tonight at 7 o'clock South African time. Uh, this is about judicial reforms. He has met earlier today with the Histat, with the Labour Union. So let's see what the Prime Minister is going to say. So how was it received at, her, at home? Well, the Prime Minister called it an important speech. Uh, but it was extremely well received at home across the uh, religious spectrum. Uh, in particular, also, he's taking aim at Iran very, very hard uh, uh, on Iran. The president was in his comments saying Iran is the only country in the world uh, that is dedicated to wiping out the nation state of the Jewish people. And he said, we have no quarrel with the Iranian people. We share no uh, borders or boundaries. We have no issue over natural resources or any resources. It is driven by hate. And he said, peace cannot be forged in the background of violence and terrorism, uh, speaking directly to the Palestinian people as well. Now, on the other side of the coin and outside of Herzog's speech, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, uh, he has been invited by the King of Morocco for a state visit. It's very interesting. Well, this is also a very, very big moment for Israel. The uh, King of Morocco, His Majesty uh, Mohammed the, the Sixth, wrote a very, very warm letter inviting Prime Minister Netanyahu to Morocco for an official state visit. He referenced the recognition earlier this week of uh, Israel uh, uh, recognizing Morocco's sovereignty over Western Sahara, that is disputed territory. We know what it's like to have the, the world uh, take a stance on disputed territory. And um, we have seen some significant warming of ties this week. Uh, Morocco announcing they will be upgrading their liaison office 
to an official embassy, are you paying attention, Durko and uh, the IDF announcing the appointment of the first military attaché to Morocco, of Moroccan descent, actually. Yeah, and that's very interesting. Uh, funny enough, I read that the Moroccan king is actually enormously popular even in Israel, uh, and he has a number of squares and streets and roads and fountains all named after him, even though, obviously, uh, he's not Israeli. Extremely popular. He has been seen as a long-time friend of the Jewish people, uh, preserving, doing everything that he can in his country to uh, preserve Jewish heritage, to educate about uh, Jewish culture and uh, Jewish traditions. So he is seen as an, an extremely conciliatory uh, monarch, uh, and a figure much beloved by Israelis. Well, that is uh, absolutely fascinating. Ro, what do you expect out of uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu's announcement tonight? Well, uh, I don't know what to expect because unfortunately when it comes to Prime Minister Netanyahu, he has uh, said one thing to certain media and certain uh, uh, global figures and then said another thing to his coalition. So there's a little bit of uh, skepticism. What we could expect is a massive softening of the language of the judicial overhauls or a move towards negotiation. He, uh, negotiations. He met earlier today with the, the Histadrut, this is Israel's labor union, um, we have had another announcement of a strike today, this time from university presidents, uh, and on the background of reservists uh, refusing to serve and strikes, um, he's going to want to step in to save this country. Well... You'll be able to find all about whatever which way it goes from Roly Marks, our Israel correspondent.